Well, who do you say that I am? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. It's time for Bible Time on Uplifting and Empowering Fulcrum Radio. Now here's Phil with our latest Bible Time. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Today I want to turn to Matthew 16, Mark 8, and Luke 9. That is because there are parallel passages of Jesus asking his followers, who do you say that I am? I'll read the one from Luke since it's pretty small. Once when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone. Okay, so that same passage is in Matthew 16, 13-23, Mark 8, 27-33, and in Luke 9, 18-22. But why would Jesus say to them, who are people saying that I am? Do you think Jesus was confused? Was Jesus not really understanding who he was? Was he trying to figure out how many people are following him on Twitter and how many subscribe to his YouTube channel? No! Jesus asked that question so that they would think about it, so that they would respond because when they were speaking the words aloud, it was working in their mind saying, oh, well, some are saying you're John the Baptist. Some are saying you're Elijah. You know, they may hear it. Hearing's one thing, but then speaking it aloud is a, is a form of learning. Sometimes in schools we'll, we'll have, you know, teachers will have the students speak aloud so that they not just hear the words, but they speak the words and it has a greater meaning to them. So Jesus wanted them to speak it. Who do you people who are people saying I am? And Elijah, John the Baptist, has come back from the dead. Elijah's come back from the dead. One of the prophets has come back from the dead. And then he orders them after Peter says, You are the Messiah. You are the Son of the Living God, as he said in Matthew. But then he orders them, Don't tell anyone who I am. Interesting. But first, let's talk about Peter. You know, in the book of Matthew, that's my favorite passage here, because, and Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Wow. You know what he's saying is he's saying, your faith, your belief that the Messiah was coming is allowing God to work in you to say, this is the Messiah. There's no way any person could have figured this out on their own. He was just another guy. In fact, there were people that were false messiahs that had come and came after him as well and will come again. It's just something that people do. I, I recently ran across a Gosh, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. Um, a website where this guy says he is the reincarnated Elijah. Um, his name is Elijah, apparently. It, that's what he says, that his parents gave him that name. But he really is the reincarnated Elijah. Well, 
you see, Elijah won't be reincarnated because Elijah never died. So that's his first mistake. But anyway, you know, there's all kinds of people that they, they get these ideas in your mind. And, you know, we as human beings, we want to serve God. We want to do well for God. We want to say, hey, God, look what I did. How do you like me now? Does that help? No. Likewise, we say, hey, God, I really messed up. I know you don't like me. That's not true. Okay, we need to get out of this space and into the space that Peter was in. Out of the space of ourselves and into the space of what Peter was in. Because Peter was in faith. He let the Holy Spirit work in him. Now, you might say, well, the Holy Spirit had not come yet. Well, he said, the Father has revealed it to you. I'm saying that God revealed it to him. He, Peter, allowed God to work in him. When we get to that point, when we're allowing God to work in us, that's when we really start to see a change. You see, the way God works is he, he called the disciples, okay? So they got this idea, hey, hey, we're following this guy. He might be the Messiah, you know. This is great. But then... They could have said, well, we need to make sure that we do what God wants us to do and, and, and start doing this. This happens a lot, especially with pastors. The calling that you hear from God when you, he's calling you to be a pastor, it is the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things in the world. To know that God is asking you to step forth into this role. It is amazing. But then... You need to step back and say, God, work in me. God, use me. God, work through me. Because what happens so often is people step into this role. They, God called me. Yes. Yes, 100%. God has called you to be a pastor. But he wanted to build you up. He wanted to train you. He wanted to teach you. And there is precedence for this. God called David to be a king when he was a child. David didn't become a king until he was much older. He called Samuel to be a prophet when he was very young. But Samuel was older before he became a prophet. So because God calls you to be a pastor, doesn't mean, boom, you're a pastor day one. No. I don't care who ordains you. I don't care who gives you the title. I don't care what title you give yourself or what kind of piece of paper you have saying that you're licensed or ordained or you've got a degree, I don't care. If it doesn't come from God, it means nothing and you're going to lead people astray. I was called to be a pastor in 1999. When did I really become a pastor? Probably earlier this year, maybe last year, maybe a little bit earlier, but it certainly wasn't in 1999. Oh, I played the role. And I served as a pastor. But I had to let God work in me and show me and build me up. And he's still doing it. Okay? So what I'm saying is, the reason he told his disciples, who do you, they say I am? He wanted them to speak it out loud. He wanted them to hear it. And he wanted Peter, knowing that Peter was going to say, you are the Messiah. Peter got it. These people might have started believing, oh, we're following the Messiah. Andrew said at the beginning, hey, Peter, come. We have found the Messiah. And they start following him. 
They believed he was the Messiah. But they still said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Okay? Only Peter said, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. Because he had allowed the Holy Spirit to work in him at that moment. Peter got a promotion that day. So what am I saying to you? God is calling you to do something. Some of you might be pastors. Some of you might be teachers. Some of you might be evangelists. Some of you might be workers in the church. Some of you might be singers. Some of you might be artists. Some of you might write a book. Some of you, I don't know. I can't even begin to think what God might be calling you to do. But calling is the first thing. And after that, he builds you up. He teaches you. He guides you. He shapes you. He forms you. We can turn back to Jeremiah chapter 1. And we see the potter forming the clay. Let God form you. Let it be the clay and let God form you. Yes, it is a wonderful thing to be, feel the calling of God in your life. And God's going to let you make those mistakes if you try to get ahead of him. Because someday he's going to, you're going to make that mistake so much that you're going to fall on your face and you're going to say, you know what, God, I've been trying to do a lot of this on my own. I need you. And that's when God's going to say, finally, now you are a whatever you are. So don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God. Jesus said, don't tell them who I am. Because you can't handle it yet. You're not there yet. Only Peter is. So he sternly told them, don't tell anyone who I am. Because you're not ready. Because you go around telling people he's the Messiah, they're going to have questions. Um, I can't answer them. Okay? So, take this lesson that we learned today. Whatever God's calling you to be. Now, I'm telling you, he may pour on the miracle grow and make you be that thing right away. Okay? He can do that. I don't believe he's going to take 20 years like he did with me for a lot of people in this coming day and age. There's going to be a lot of accelerated growth for a lot of us. But at the same time, don't answer the call one day and put on the clerical collar the next day. Let God let you know when you're ready. Because otherwise, it's going to be a humbling experience. And you might need that. But I'm kind of trying to give you a little bit of heads up from experience. Humble pie does not taste good. So please, read your Bible. Pray every day. Love the Lord. Ask Him what He wants you to do. Answer that call. And then let Him mold you. Because there's nothing greater in this world than serving God. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening.